What's going on? Not much, man. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Oh, this oh. audio sounds so much better. Man. Sounds good. I'm happy with it. <laughs> How's it going, man? Uh it's it's all right, brother. I'm uh I'm I'm acclimating to the day. <laughs> I'm uh <laughs> I'm on my second cup of coffee already. Uh, for sure, so, I'm on my second cup of coffee. So I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm ready to make the most of the day. I had to work yesterday, so this is my weekend Sunday. So um, I'm hoping to to make the best use of it that I can. Very good, man. Yeah, man. Um, well, folks, welcome to the Dead Man's Coffee Club. Uh, my name is Tyler Fleming. This is my good friend Anthony Fisher. And uh, what's going on? Hope you're all doing well. We're gonna get this thing going here in a second. It looks like it's five forty-nine Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> what's on your mind today? Oh man, um, I think it's it's something that's kind of been on my mind for for a little while now and I've, I've just recently been kind of gifted with the the language and the ability to um, talk about it because I mean you know my my story leading up to coming back to Atlanta mm-hmm. and um, you know things back home where my wife and I were living just wasn't really cutting it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we felt like we needed a change. We felt like we needed uh, to come back to the city because there would have been more opportunity for our daughter. Um, you know, we, we had relationships here that um, were more involved not to say that we didn't have relationships back home, but that the ones that we have here um, are certainly, you know, relationships that, like, we didn't want to detach ourselves from and felt like we had to do so kind of prematurely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in terms of work, we also felt like I'd have more opportunity here than I would back home because back home was such a blue collar place and you know unless you bumped elbows with you know Albany's finest um then you really didn't have a shot at much else so yeah you know we we took the leap uh job opened up a position at a school opened up for my daughter or a, a spot at a school opened up for my daughter and now we're back but it has still come with its share of like growing pains and hardships and you know it it had me thinking a lot because you know here I am in the mindset that this is just a a brand spanking new season where you know everything is just going to go my way and everything looking up from here and then you experience hardship and then you have to drive an hour hour and a half sometimes to work and back every day and then you only see your child for 45 minutes a day 
and then you only see your wife for an hour and 45 minutes a day. And then, you know, you bartend on the weekend so that you can make more money, so that you can, you know, move out of your, your mom-in-law's place. You know, and it's just this, you know, it's one thing after another that kind of contributes to a different narrative where it's like, well, well, maybe this isn't like a brand spanking new chapter. Like, maybe there's still hardship. And I was sitting talking with a another good friend of mine, this uh, gentleman named Micah, and uh, hopefully we can bring him on the show one of these days. I was days. just thinking that. One of these days, I think that uh, this podcast would explode, not because of viewership, but because our minds would literally explode. Um, but he and I had a a talk a few Sundays back. It was he and I in the in the backyard, and his sons, you know, running around, uh, you know, being a three year old. Um, and where we're just talking about everything under the sun, you know, we're talking about, um, religion, we're talking about, um, and seasons and the conversation ended up going, you know, the simplicity what life is about and seasons are involved I've always been a proponent for you know speaking on seasons and I think that my family is on the brink of a new season but what what seasons are to the overarching narrative um, is just a matter of conditions Um, life itself if you want to boil it down, is all about planting and nurturing a seed into a sapling and seeing that sapling grow and widen and, you know, have a hardened bark and shoot up into the sky and eventually, you know, sprout branches that provide shade. And from that, you know, beautiful, you know, those beautiful branches that you see leaves and those leaves sprout out. But not only that, eventually after nurturing and caring for that tree for so long, you'll see fruit. And I think one thing that we are so good at in Western culture is wanting to skip everything that I just talked about. So that we can get to the fruit. Yeah. So we'll skip everything from planting the seed. You know, so we'll plant the seed. Screw watering. Screw nurturing the sapling. Screw seeing that thing grow thick and wide and tall. And sprout branches and, and, and you know, leaves. Um, and then bear fruit. Because we have been good stewards over that tree. Let's just go from planting that seed to that fruit. Or, if we're being real, let's think about the fruit before we even plant that seed. 
because that's that's the way that a lot of us operate. We operate in this this mindset that you know it's it's all about what we want. It's all about you know what we're what we're trying to get out of life, um, and so we we orchestrate everything from the planting of the seed to the nurturing of the tree with a desired fruit in mind instead of finding joy and being present in separating the dirt so that you can put that seed in and then covering it up but not doing so with a a firm hand and then watering the seed and being patient and present while that thing slowly and carefully breaks the ground that you recovered and then watching it grow and being present while it develops and then you know over time being able to see it mature and then develop fruit so for me I think this whole thing being present in the process versus having such a deep desire for a particular fruit um, that we involve ourselves more in growing that fruit than growing the tree itself. For sure. I think, and I think that's a really nice, uh, let's see, metaphor, I think. It, it um, <laughs> to think about the fruit as like the end goal that you have for yourself or whatever and you know it could be anything right that uh, that goal could be as it relates to work or like uh, where you live or your like your physical body or what, how much money you're going to make, like some number or whatever. Yeah. That's right. And the, the thing that is easy to do is to get caught up um, with that thing, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to do whatever. Like, I'm, I'm to get caught up with the shiny object at the end of the, at the end of the road and forget that yep. the, 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 the benefit of the thing comes from the journey there and that there's actually no there there's just um, there's just progress I guess which sometimes doesn't even look like progress but it uh, yeah I mean, I think that's a very good place to start. I'm going to think yeah. of this one phrase that I always mess up while you uh, continue the conversation. We'll circle back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, not only is is presence necessary, but I think that pain and suffering are also necessary. Um, and I don't, I, th- I think that, you know, when, when you hear the word pain or suffering, like 
it, it, it triggers a lot of people um, for multiple reasons because those words have such a negative um, connotation and tone to them. So, you know, when anything grows, it's uncomfortable. You know, there is a, a particular level of, of, of pain and there's certainly some suffering that comes with that. But when you look at suffering, I, I think that it's more important to look at that as um, a, a work or set of works that are intended to perfect versus things that are put in our way to make us miserable. Oh yeah. And and so you know, not only is our presence necessary because you know, we can go through our entire lives without you know, looking at everything around us or appreciating the beauty that we actually have present in our day-to-day lives because we're in such hot pursuit of this other beauty that comes at the end of the road um, or at the end of growing this sapling into a tree and then seeing its fruit. Um, But we, we get so fixated on that that we neglect so much else and we neglect families, we neglect our bodies, we neglect uh, the beauty of those moments or lessons that are being being shared. And certainly the case when we are undergoing uh, that refining process or uh, that growth process where it actually kind of hurts a little bit yeah. or it's uncomfortable. Like we're like, let's, let's get the fuck out of here. This does not feel good. I do not like this. I need the next brick in the road. You know, let's let's go. But truthfully, to me, now, that's the best place to be. Yeah. Because that is where, and you and I have, have talked about this before, and to, you know, kind of harp on, you know, on, on certain language that you've expressed, you know, like what what an opportunity like for for us to not only be present but to be present in our suffering to be present in in our perfecting to be present and and being refined and being sharpened and to know exactly what's happening and i think most of life if if i'm being honest most of life happens there right it doesn't happen in, in the fruit. In the shiny thing. The fruit is just the fruit. But everything else happens in the growth. Yeah. It happens in the pain. It happens in the suffering. It happens in the development. And we can either, you know, try to bypass that. And that's going to take for fucking ever. Because in my mind, the only way is through. Yeah, I mean, so, so go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, my thing is like, so if, if you don't, if you don't go through, right, if you bypass, if you bypass the uh, suffering, if you bypass the, I'm trying to avoid using the P word, if you bypass the process, if you, if you bypass the, 
<laughs> the difficult aspects of it. You, right. you get a cheapened uh, mm, um, that's good. result. That's, yeah, that's and good. the only way to bypass it is if somehow miraculously something is given to you, right? That allows you, whether it's financial or otherwise, but my my thought is, is that when those things happen, um, that they maybe cheapen the result, right? Like the, yeah. and it's not going to mean as much and there's not going to be as much gratitude for it and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas when you come to the place where you realize, you know what, it's the suffering thing, it happens, it's, it's part of the deal. And we can either like always wish that it would become if we could just like get the thing we're we're going for like today and not not tomorrow um or not a year and a half or two years or 10 years down the road um we want to get it today uh we, we miss we miss so many moments we miss yeah um so many opportunities to be thankful for what's like right there with you you know and um yeah so the the thing i was thinking was transcend and include and so um it's the ideas behind like these like the russian nesting dolls the little dolls (laughs) you know it's a little one and it's a little bigger, and then a little bigger, and then a little bigger, and it just keeps going, right? And I think the tree analogy is really good because it comes as a seed, right? And But if it stayed a seed forever, you know, you can eat it, and it has lots of energy in it, but, like, you know, it's not going to have fruit if it's just a seed. Yeah. But then with the right uh, circumstances, right, and proper care and all that stuff in it, even if there's a drought or there's a storm or whatever, like uh, a a tree can weather that and grow into something um, much bigger and stronger and more resilient than just a seed, right? If you just have a seed on top of soil and then there's a tornado, it's going to be gone and there's not going to be a tree. I mean, it'll be a tree someplace else, but not in that spot. But if there's a tornado and like you have a tree that is strong or flexible or whatever the thing is that just becomes part of that tree's story right and like there's the house i grew up in there's a tree that was bent across the street and so the story went there was a um there's a tornado that came down the street that like bent the tree but the tree was still there big and strong and all that sort of thing and um so it, it transcended and included that experience and, mm. and, and then was able to, oh, okay, you're okay, was able to uh, evolve into something better. Yeah, and I, I think even with that in mind, like, I think that's beautiful. And that, you, know, you, you brought up the Russian doll thing. And the only thing that kind of crossed my mind was, you know, you can also tell a tree's life when you look at the the rings, yeah. right? So it's in a sense kind of this like 
Russian doll effect, but in thinking of that, you know, the one that you mentioned from your childhood, you know, had it not grown to a particular, you know, a, a particular degree, had it not developed, um, would it have been able to, to withstand the storm? And so, you know, I'm taking that in my own life um, and carrying that with me because, you know, work is, is, is difficult for me. Um, not the act of working itself, but um, my, partic- my current occupation is difficult because being in tune with who I am emotionally, being in tune um, with, you know, my feelings and the feelings of others and being somewhat empathetic. Uh, I deal with a lot of people on a normal day-to-day basis. And sometimes it's difficult separating my emotions from those experiences. Yeah. And that's what I'm having every day, multiple times a day, are experiences and encounters with other human beings. And sometimes they really fucking hurt. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just get to the end of, the, of your day, and that's not it. It's not over. You've dealt with all of that at work. Now you get to deal with it at home. Or, you know... Maybe you're just having, you know, some issues of your own that you're working through, but you still have to clock in, do the work at hand, and clock out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for years, I had been just so fixated on, like, the end of the road. And I think that, you know, I, I instead of looking at seasons as... Um, you know, just different times of testing and times of growth and times of bearing fruit. I looked at it solely as, you know, you're either in the desert or you're either bearing fruit. There's no in between. And now I'm, you know, I'm realizing that it's, it's okay and it's all right if if winter's a little bit long or it's it's okay if if spring comes and and you have to grow a little bit more before you bear fruit yeah um it's all right and instead of rushing that process because you you really can't ever rush that yeah, process I mean, if we're if we're being honest you can't you know like there there are a few different end results here you know i can i can do one of a few things I can either embrace this shit and I can do my job really well and I can nurture that tree where I am so that the fruit that I produce is better quality or I can try really, really fucking hard to avoid, uh, you know, this, this process but at the end of the day, I'm still going to get this work. Mm-hmm. It might hurt, but I can prolong this hurt. I can make this hurt last longer just by not embracing it and saying, hey, this is necessary. Because then instead of it just being like an opportunity to, to learn and to like 
get stronger and more resilient or whatever. It just becomes this terrible thing that you just have to wait out. And yeah. it doesn't have to be that, right? No, it can, not at all. It can be like an opportunity to build oops, to build make it pancakes, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> to build skills that maybe you haven't yeah. built before. And yeah, but like, and then you get to include many, those the next in the, in the next evolution. Exactly right. But how many people do you know? And I'm sure you can think of probably a handful. How many people do you know who have grown bitter to the process because they don't want to endure the hardship or the hurt or the difficulty or the stress that produces growth? Yeah, like. That's a real thing. That's something that, like, we as humans naturally don't want to embrace. Like, it's it's this, like, fight or flight sort of deal. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, if we're going to be resilient to storms, if we're going to be resilient to, you know, adversity, we have to experience it. If we're going to bear good fruit, then we've got to grow and perfect and mature and be tended and cared for. And and we have to be present for that. And you still have to tend and take care for the best you can in a drought, in a yeah. storm, and yeah. when there's Absolutely. disease going all around. Right. Like you have you can't to. Just, right. Th- those aren't those aren't times where you just say fuck it, like, right? This sucks. Like, better luck next year. Mm. Like, nope. You gotta you gotta give it. You gotta give it full effort now. Yeah. And next year. Yeah. Whether there's perfect weather or not. Yeah. And another. Another way of looking at it, I, I thought about, you know, the process of um, transforming this, like, chunk of iron ore into a sword. Everybody wants to be the fucking sword. Everybody. But nobody wants to get thrown in a fire and get hammered out and get dunked in water and get hammered out and get sharpened. Like nobody wants to deal with that. <laughs> I don't I don't want to deal with that. But the older I get and the more that this happens, this it, it becomes to me unavoidable. Like the process is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Now, are you on board or not? And if you're not, you it's know, just gonna suck even more. It's just gonna suck even more. But the the crazy thing about it is like there's no way around it. You know, like I said, the only way for me, the only way is through it. You know, by trying to go around it, all that means to me is you're prolonging it. You're still undergoing a process. You're just taking a lot longer to get there. Because you you don't want to deal with the pain. You don't want to deal with, uh, you know, what comes. You don't want to deal with the sucky parts of work. You know, you don't want to deal with the long commutes. You don't want to deal with having to, you know, to share quarters with, you know, your family. I don't want to deal with that. 
but there's no short way around it. And so for me, it's easier to embrace that refining process. It's easier to be present in that process and not only present with the process itself, but with everything around me. So I can't, I can't neglect my wife and my daughter because of the process. Mm -hmm. That's they're a part of it and I need to be present for them. I need to be here and now, and I need to tend to those relationships with just as much care um, as I would if I had all the fruit and the freedom that I, I felt like I was going to have at the end of the of the road. Um, because even in, in those moments, there's so much to be learned. There's so much to be appreciated. And so embracing the you know the necessary suffering is one thing but also embracing the beauty exactly i think is equally as important and and i think the if there's a a secret to it it's to begin to see the beauty in the struggle in the mm. suffering in the in the process of creating whatever the thing is, right? Like that's, um, dude, cut it out. <laughs> um, when someone's creating a, a painting, right? It takes yeah. a long time and there's yeah. lots and lots of layers. I was just watching uh, our art teacher make a, an example for, I think it was fifth graders. And, like, she's throwing down red on it and all these colors. Mind you, at the end of it, it looks yellow to me. But somewhere underneath there, my guy, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> There's a red underneath <laughs> this, this picture that she's painting. Okay. And, but you, it, so it didn't look pretty, you know, going through it. My guy, stop. Stop. Let go. Okay, you can hold it, but stop. <laughs> The, 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 when you're working out, you don't always have the prettiest face on. It's it's yeah. not always the nicest process, but or looking process. But then at the like as you embrace that process, yes, it's hot. It's literally coming out of the pan. Um, <laughs> you you get this result that comes because you just embraced it and you for forgot that like the goal was to lose or gain 10 pounds or get a 400 pound de- whatever number or uh, standard you you made for yourself whatever that was you when you start to see like oh, nope just doing the thing is where the magic is then it becomes the the suffering becomes a little less suffering like and yeah. yeah and and i think that it it doesn't make what and even though it's less suffering like it doesn't make it any easier it it doesn't make the the it any easier the journey any easier it just means that like maybe you it feels less like suffering or you begin to recognize that it's not suffering yeah. 
to the same degree or i don't know i don't know exactly no, no, that that's i think that's excellent like that that is the point that i'm that i'm coming to and um it's it's a matter of like you said seeing uh, the beauty in in suffering. It's it's about um, seeing seeing every part of the process as unique as as each piece and um, you know each step along the way is as uh, uniquely beautiful and um, immersing yourself in it. Um, I think that's that's where you produce like the best fruit yeah um like you said you know even with like training right like i can i can go and i can just you know clock in the numbers i can you know i can do all the sets i can you know just kind of tough through it until i get to you know that 400 or 500 pound lift but i'm literally doing all this work for this one moment what happens when that moment comes what happens right well then you you're longing for something else instead of like having this deep seated appreciation for every single fucking thing you did for that lift like somehow that lift tastes so much better when you acknowledge everything you've put into it and you can appreciate it without having this desire for and this lust for something different or for something new. That, I think, is where you really rest from your work. Is like you get to stand back and you get to look at, in awe of that thing and be like, man, like, it was all worth it. Yeah. Every moment that I, that I did, you know, this or that, and, you know, I, I, I paid close attention to this and this. It all was worth it. Yeah, and I think just to, like, touch on the training thing for one more second, at least from my perspective, is, yeah. like, one thing I've been exploring lately is <clears throat> it's easy to – I'm so sorry for that noise in the background. Kid, you need so to turn it Um it's it's one thing to like be told what to do. Like yeah. it's important to have like people who are more experienced than you to look at what you're doing and that sort of thing. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's one thing for people to tell you what to do. It's another mm-hmm. thing for you to be like, Okay, this is what the I'm trying to make the experience be. Yeah. And I'm going to seek this experience. And so I'm going to take ownership of it as opposed to just like, I'm going to pay somebody whatever amount of money to tell me what to do instead yeah. of like, no, I'm going to, like if this is important to me, I'm going to um, give myself the experience of in- improving my ability to feel this muscle or that muscle or this lift yeah. or that lift. And then, right, you you become better at that lift or, Mm. or moving or like in less pain or whatever and it and so and for me that's like that's what i'm 
the process I'm in right now is relearning about my body and the movements and all that stuff. That's all. By, um, and so it's not like when I go to train, it's not just set reps and sets right now. It's more like, okay, what am I trying to feel here? What, how can I balance this thing out better, et cetera, et cetera. And then what will maybe help with that, that experience. And sometimes it, it goes as I planned and sometimes it doesn't. And that's part of the deal. Yeah, but, but you're being then, present but, and aware. And, but then you learn, right? Yeah. Like then you grow from it as opposed to having somebody else to blame for it. Right. Like yeah. you, when you take ownership of like, uh, the, like, this is my process and I'm going to, right. this is where I am right now. And so I'm going to own that. You, the, like, sure. Like have a goal and then forget that goal and like, just figure out how you can do the little things the best you can in your current situation and appreciate those experiences the best you can in your current situation. And eventually that other thing will happen. And, but by that time you'll probably have realized that one, it didn't matter in the first place. And two, that there's like <laughs> other stuff that you want to do anyway. Right. Like yeah. There's some greater purpose behind you having a 405 right. pound deadlift or whatever. Right. Maybe it's something to do with your kids. Maybe it's some other thing in life you want to do. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it, no, it, I think that ties uh, right in what I've been working on for myself lately is like, that's how can awesome, I, dude. and I was also thinking about it just yesterday, like, so say someone's in an anatomy class or something like that. Right. Right. And what if the teacher just posed the question like, okay, go find your bicep. Well, let's just use the bicep, right? Let's go find your bicep and, and, and they like point to it, right? This is your bicep now go find some movements that impact your your bicep to learn about it and and then go right and then the students go and they like use weights or whatever to explore it and then they come back i wonder what how much more meaningful of a learning experience it have than if someone's like here's a picture of a bicep a bicep does this a bicep does that yeah like this is what a bicep does and and then no one ever moves anything with their bicep, right? They just look at it. Yeah. As a, or you can like, nope, go use your bicep. Cool. This is how it works. Boom. You know? Yeah. The experience is a little bit deeper when you go through the process of actually. I agree. Right. Using it. And you build different skills when you actually use them through That's good, man. whatever. Um, I don't know. And that's I think that's that's beautiful because isn't that isn't that what what we do in life anyways like you I mean I'm bringing it up again you brought up that that tree from your youth you know it was resilient enough and it overcame that adversity and it still grew and you know there's always something to be learned something to be added something that makes us more whole in the process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, that's, that's where the gold is. Yeah. Like we're being made better 
with every single bit of adversity or suffering or experience that we have um, to make us more whole, to make us that much more rich yep. um, in, in, you know, in character or knowledge or wisdom um, or love. And I think that, you know, that's absolutely right. Like, you know, you have put it in, in terms of, you know, the learning experience of, you know, the bicep, you know, learning movements and, 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 and ways that it's impacted. But, you know, that's just so good because what you're showing there is like, there's, there's something to be learned. There is something that is going to make you um, so much better. Yeah. Just by being immersed and being involved. And I don't think we should skip or try to skip yeah, I mean, learning I think, that thing. And I think that's like that's where it is. Is like you can you can try to skip the, the process of it, but when you do that, the result is not gonna be what you imagined. It's not gonna hold mm-hmm. the weight that you imagined it would. It's it's not gonna mean much because you didn't have to go through this experience to get it. Um yeah. And, you know, it's never done, right? It's, it's never done. We're never done. And it just, it keeps going so that there will always be another edge of the, uh, of our ability to, to look for. And, um, the only way to, to explore is to go there and actually try the thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, kid. <laughs> he has the little thing that froths like milk and stuff. Nice. Like the wand? Yes. And he keeps turning it on. <laughs> but because we're recording, I don't want to take it from him because then there would just be screaming. <laughs> that is a part of the process that I don't want to experience at this current moment. Because I do not have the tools to manage that and have a live recording that I can't stop people I'm not that skilled yet one day I will transcend this level but until then all my past experiences but until then he's going to play with this thing until this recording is done and then I'm taking it (laughs) and changing his diaper yeah Um, any other thoughts no man I I think that that's uh, that's a good place to to kind of rest it, um, it's a lot to like. Even you know, after having the conversation, it's certainly a lot to to still kind of like think on and you know just consider. But you know, I think that we have brought it full circle. Yeah, I mean, and I think we. Even so, even at the beginning of this podcast, right? The process is one of the things we talked about. Right. But the way we're talking about it now is different because we've been through different experiences and experienced different levels of suffering or whatever. And and now we can talk about it like having transcended those experiences and we get to include them. And yeah. now we're yeah. like that's right. We're 
uh, you know, leveling up. <laughs> Sorry, I love to just. Oh, I was thinking Sierra. You know, level up. Oh God, level no, up. Yeah. not that. <laughs> Please, not that. Sometimes you got to just throw in the cheesy. Uh, but yeah, that's we could we couldn't have had the, this conversation would not have been possible um, yeah. when we first started the podcast because our experiences, while they were significant, right? We both were already married, both already had kids, and yet we needed the few months since we started this show yeah. to now have this version of the conversation. Right. Which I'm sure in a year will be evolve again a different conversation. Um, yeah. One last thing, because yeah, we man. are uh, closing in on the end of February, and we set an arbitrary date for ourselves. Do you remember? We sure did. Oh, we sure did. So um, March first. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm trying to see what what I can do to make this happen. March first, people. We said we were going to have coffee months. <laughs> <laughs> it is upon us in like two weeks well as soon as I uh, take this frother from him maybe I will do a brief google search and see how much coffee mugs are and all that sort of thing and see if we can at least make some available for the four people that listen to this, episode, <laughs> this uh, show yeah, we'll make it happen we'll make it happen all right, folks. Um, I believe that is another episode of the Dead Man's Coffee Club. <laughs> I think so. You can find us at the Dead Man's Coffee Club hashtag the Dead Man's Coffee Club or DMCC if you want to be super cool like Anthony. Um, you can find my friend Anthony at Anthony Fisher, and I'm at Tyler Clark Fleming. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. I got to change this kid's diaper. He's a heater. Handle business, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Have a beautiful day. All right. <laughs>